This is the cutting edge of sexual evolution. We're your hosts, Victoria and Lauren, and this is the New Paradigm Intimacy Podcast. Allow your body to vibrate and receive the activations from leaders around the world, bringing through pioneering approaches to sex, business, and relating. Ah. <laughs> Welcome to our men's sexuality feature. For the next two weeks, we will be sharing daily interviews from male bodied leaders who embody unique transmissions of sexuality. This is in celebration of the launch of our first Institute of New Paradigm Intimacy men's course. If you love listening to these episodes, subscribe and leave a review to receive free access to our sex magic course and go in the draw to win one of three subscriptions to the Eros Vault, our online membership portal of sexuality resources to revolutionize the way you view sex, love and relating to assist you with high performance. In this episode, I interview Matthew Ayres. Matthew is a sacred sexuality guide, shamanic somatic healer, transformational life coach and conscious content creator. He facilitates in-person immersive experiences, men's retreats, tantra and transformational festivals, and has hosted men's circles and group coaching programs across the world. He supports men in understanding the conditioning of their past, their desires and fears, as well as their sexual energy and sexual conditioning supporting men in navigating the ongoing conversations of what it truly means to be a man in today's day and age. Over the years as a healer and facilitator, he has supported both men and women in coming back into their fullest expression of their authentic self by helping them understand their limiting beliefs and past wounding and supporting them in embodying the essence of who they truly are. By removing the limitations of fears, doubts, and past beliefs, he supports his clients in stepping into their most authentic and fulfilling life. All right, so welcome, Matthew, to the New Paradigm Intimacy Podcast. I'm yeah, feeling really soft and open and looking forward to really dropping in with you in this chat today to speak about the amazing work that you are doing with men right now and how important that is in the time that we're shifting through at the moment. So before we jump into the conversation, let's do our lovely icebreaker question which was when was your last self-pleasure practice and what did that look like for you um this is a an interesting question for me in this moment because um i i actually don't recall but for a specific reason i'm i'm in a uh like three month commitment of like semen retention and sublimation. And within that, a big part of that has been not going into self-pleasure practice in, in using that energy and being with that energy and, and cultivating in different ways. So to, 
answer honestly, probably um, two and a half, three months ago. And it's been really interesting because for me, a big part of this was um, that's never something I've ever committed to before. I've, I've never really like sat in, in the place of, okay, what does it look like if this isn't being expressed in a certain way? The, the work that I do with men, you know, we talk about healthy self-pleasure practices and, and cultivating a deep, deep uh, connection with our energy and our body. And um, I committed to this, you know, to, to really work with my energy in a new way and, and be with it. So um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know specifically when it was, but um, it's been a beautiful journey and, and a challenging journey too at times, but a beautiful journey. Yeah. Amazing. I love that. And this is why we asked this question at the beginning of the podcast to get all of the, these different perspectives around what people are journeying with their relationship, with their sexuality and themselves. And it sounds like in this journey, it's really this exploration of how you're utilizing that energy and, and putting it into other projects. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Mm. And I know that it's a popular topic for men when they come into sexuality is like, okay, I'm been so used to ejaculating all the time and there's this whole new concept for me to journey. So yeah. What's been your exploration in that? Yeah. I, I believe that um, I think with many men in the sacred sexuality field and the tantric field, there is this belief that you don't release your seed that you you hold on to it and, and you continue to cultivate that chi and and you use that life force energy i also believe that um there are times when our body needs to release where our body needs to actually move that energy through um if you're going through you know deep regression work or, or clearing or, or like up leveling in, in certain ways that energy needs to be expressed and, and released at times um, and this is something you know I was working with one of my clients recently and, and I was encouraging them to to work through different tantric practices of sublimation and breath work and, and really cultivating their um, like multi-orgasmicness and their energetic orgasms which most men don't even know exists most men don't know that it's something that they can can create, which is why I love, I love supporting men with it. I love, I love guiding them through the process of that because it's this powerful awakening into a whole new level of sexuality for them and pleasure. And there was a brother that I was supporting who um, was also in, in a, a, a steam and retention and was, was working with his, his boundaries and his edging and his limitations and um, ended up without, consciously committing to it ended up releasing his seed in um in a, a pretty like neutral state um and i you know there was a lot of disappointment a lot of shame a lot of frustration and i expressed you know often our our body knows best our, our body is is intuitive it's guiding us and i believe that in that it is um supporting you with with whatever it is that that you're working through and the biggest thing, you know, within that too, is is releasing the shame. So many men have um, have shame around their pleasure practice. So many men don't talk about being in a self pleasure practice or or what it looks like to to have a healthy conversation with their brothers and and you know support network of men that 
can communicate about this, that can say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm challenged because I, I ejaculate too early or I'm challenged because I feel this pressure to constantly have to show up a certain way or, or like whatever other stories we have as men that, that we created growing up, we've held on to them so closely in our, our subconscious and unconscious mind that we're unaware of the patterns that show up when we're actually in our, our sacred ritual with ourselves. And, and we get to really go into the minutia of the energetics in that to see how we can reprogram our entire neurological feedback mechanisms of our body, our mind, our DNA, our, our nervous system. Mm. Mm, amazing. Amazing. I love that explanation. So then in saying that for anyone else who would be kind of considering, okay, maybe I should do this period of abstaining from my self-pleasure practice or from ejaculation. What are some of the things that might be happening in their life that could influence that decision? Yeah. Um, really a litany of things. You know, I, I realized personally that it wasn't anything that I had ever chosen for an extended length of time. And to, to consciously choose that and, and going into the, the container that, that I'm holding space for, it was a really interesting choice because I'm guiding a three-month journey on uh, sexuality and emotional mastery for men called The Pillar. And I'm launching the third one right now, which will begin in the fall, and I'm in the middle or, or coming to the end of the second one. And... I, I committed to that at the beginning of it because I really wanted to maintain my, my focus with the container for the creation and for the space that can be held within it. And it has come with its challenges. It is not a, an easy thing to, to do. That energy is an incredibly powerful energy. And when you learn to work with it, it can be directed into manifestation for anything um so to answer your question around like what place would men be in in order to choose that there's a number of places really like learning to understand their sexual energy more many men um their association of pleasure has only ever been imprinted through stimulation this is something that I guide with the men in the program is what does it look like to be in your self-pleasure practice without porn, without fantasy, without visualization, just in your energy as a man, without thinking that it has to be connected to somebody else, without thinking that you have to, you know, be imagining or watching or, or engaging with somebody else. And, you know, my invitation is if you've only been in the, the practice of, of your pleasure um, through that, you know, you can come into a healthy self-pleasure practice outside of that, but what does it look like to, to like, pause that for a minute and cultivate that? I believe in, in what I teach and what I share with the men that I work with is, you know, we, we come from sexual energy. At the end of the day, you know, we are born into this world, into this human experience through the, the act of, of, you know, intimacy, through the act of um, two individuals coming together and, and bringing 
a very small amount of DNA from each, and then we come forth, but through this, this sacred union, through this, this sacred connection. And the potential energy that exists in that connection, in the energy we can use to manifest anything. This is where sex magic comes in. This is where ritual magic comes in, is by allowing ourselves to cultivate that energy to the place where we can manifest you know, anything that's, that's in alignment, whether it is a home, whether it is a beloved, whether it's a, a career, using that energy and directing it. But if we're constantly attaching that energy to something outside of ourselves, whether that is porn, whether that is visualization or stimulation or erotica or, you know, connecting with somebody else, then you're going to have a, a more difficult time really focusing it. And one of the, the metaphors for the masculine that I like to use often is you know, it's essentially the, the arrow in the bow. I, I, I practice archery. It's a, a, a beautiful pastime that I've come into that I've, I've started cultivating for many like past life remembrances. And it's, it's this metaphor for the masculine that I love to use because ultimately that's, that's what the masculine does is it penetrates. It is this, this sharp, solid, like sturdy, arrow rod that then you know penetrates the target and if you are pulling the string to the bow with other ideas of how you should be shooting it of of who else is holding that string like how are you going to remain focused when when that shot matters and Really, you know, allowing yourselves to deeply understand yourself, understand yourself on all levels so that you know how you react, you know how you behave, you know how you be in the world. Something that I've started sharing a lot um, online and, and in the group is um, this mantra that came through in a meditation a while ago, which is know yourself, know thyself in the known and surrender to the unknown. And what I mean by that is everything in our conscious awareness is the known. My known in this moment is I can feel the, the air coming off of the fan, the ceiling fan above me. I can feel the temperature of my skin. I, I know that my body, that my, my being is safe in the home that I'm in. I know that tomorrow is Friday. I know I have certain things to execute. These are knowns. The unknown is what will actually happen tomorrow. The unknown is will I, I get triggered? Will something show up that, that derails my plan? Will um, you know, plans change? And when they change, that the, the unknown becomes the known. Mm. And our ability to know ourselves in the present moment, know ourselves in the known, allows for us to navigate the unknown in a more graceful, easeful way. So that when a trigger arises, so that when plans change, so that when something shows up that has, has presented us with a, a fear response in the body, 
we know how we can respond to that based off of how well we know ourselves from past experiences. So if your knowing of yourself in any way is tethered to external references, and this doesn't just pertain to our, our sexuality or our pleasure. This is the work of personal development. This is what our limiting beliefs are. Our limiting beliefs are beliefs that we have established, that we have created for ourselves based off of how we were raised, based off of how we were parented, based off of what we witnessed in the world and the beliefs that we formulated. And if we're constantly operating under the beliefs of other peoples, then do we truly know ourselves? If we're voting for one person or another, but we're voting for that person because our parents voted for that party and that party and that party, not going into a political statement, it's just a, an easy, tangible uh, you know, example, then is that truly your truth? Is that, is that honestly how you desire to be responding to the outside world? Mm. And when we allow ourselves to go in, go inward and know ourselves, we know ourselves through our, our beliefs, know ourselves through our desires, know ourselves through our shadow, know ourselves through our, our languages of love, know ourselves through the way we respond to relationship and, and friendship and, and, and all of the, the different external things that, that we are, are, are navigating in this life. The deeper we allow ourselves to come into a place of I know my truth in this. I know how my energy, my body, my DNA, my nervous system responds to this. So if this thing that is now here is foreign, that could be a triggering argument with a partner, that could be a car accident, that could be um, a, a job loss. If this is a foreign thing, and we get to lean into how well we know ourselves to navigate it. And that's actually where I believe that most of the planet right now is incredibly challenged. They're known. The awareness of what they know to be their truth is slowly being stripped away. Mm. Their ability to go out in public and, and um, congregate with others, their ability to um, feel safe in the world. Let's keep it really basic and not even go down any rabbit holes, just their ability to feel safe in the world, their job stability, where their, their next paycheck is going to come from, where their food is going to come from, for farmers, where their crops are going to go, the known that they have held on to is being stripped away by the minute right now. Mm. And when we tap into the energetic of the planet, the collective consciousness of the planet as a whole, it is in a state of survival. It is in a state of, of complete fear. Mm. And that's not just because that's, that's all they're digesting through the media. When we look at atoms, when we look at molecules, we, we can study them from a scientific level and see how they respond to one another based off of proximity. This is why when we go into a room, 
or we go into uh, you know a space that is filled with our friends and it's all loving our body responds to that more openly we feel safer the energy of the room feels safer so we respond to that this is why if you're walking down the street and someone's walking behind you whether you have trauma or not, your nervous system, your body is going to respond to that. You're going to feel that, especially if it's an aggressive energy. They don't have to be displaying signs of aggression towards you. You feel that. This is vibrational frequency. And as humans, all living things have it. But as humans, our signature, our, our vibrational frequency is cast out into everything. Every person, every living thing on the planet has a, a vibrational frequency that is being cast out into the entire like energy grid of, of the planet. This isn't, you know, esoteric beliefs here. This is like the, the quantum fabric of existence. This is how it works. This is measurable, tangible science. The earth has an electromagnetic field and as like electricity as beings that, that, that generate you know energy we influence that so if the majority of the planet eight billion people are all in a state of fear in a state of survival then whether you are a, a sadhu meditating in a cave in northern india or you're a housewife in a studio apartment in Brooklyn, you're going to feel it. And the, the sadhu meditating in India is going to have a, a, a better ability to navigate that because of his ability to regulate or her ability to regulate their nervous system than, than the housewife in, in Brooklyn. Also proximity. We won't go into that. Mm. But, as that is happening on the planet, as more people are having their, their knowns, as more people are having the, the things in their life that they've attached to as their form of safety stripped away, their health, their community, their financial stability, their food, their resources, as that's being stripped away and we're watching it, like it's not a hidden thing. It's being stripped away. They are going deeper into a fear state, deeper into a survival state. When people are in a state of survival, they don't think rationally. They react. So when something happens, this is why people are so reactive online right now. This is why one post one question can trigger somebody who hasn't commented on, on Facebook in five years. And all of a sudden now it's like you have, you know, just come into their house and burned the place down because there's such a heightened state of survival. And when you are in a, a state of survival, your, your conscious mind doesn't operate the same way. You're in your subconscious, you're in your unconscious reactionary mind that needs to respond to the, 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 the state of, of not being safe. So what do you do? You fight, you become aggressive, you, you express your anger, you flee, 
you you disappear, you recluse, you hermit, you hide, you don't leave the house, or you freeze. You're completely numb. And and people are numbing themselves, you know, through through substances, through uh, stimulation, through through sex, through through all of it. And I believe that we're seeing that become more heightened and and individuals who are on the path of personal development, who are, who are in a more spiritual way of living are feeling that as well. And that's why we're seeing more and more really beautiful healers and light workers and, and conscious individuals that are putting stuff out into the world right now, like just hurting. They're hurting because there's just so much turmoil on the planet. And it's a lot, it is a lot to hold right now. And it's a lot to hold for, for men. It's a lot to hold for women. You know, and I know this is a back and forth and I'm doing a lot of talking, but I would love to just share this, this bit about, about men within that is, you know, the brothers that I'm working with right now and the men that I'm seeing are feeling such a state of confusion because they feel generally the male response, the masculine response generally is in the fight. Firstly, that's how we've been conditioned. Secondly, that's, that's how we've been bred. When you look at the, the male lineage on the planet and you look at the conquerors, you look at the, the quote unquote great leaders. I wrote an article on this that I'm going to release in the next week or so. You have Alexander the Great, Genghis Khan, and Napoleon, and, and Caesar, all of these quote unquote great leaders that we learned about in world history. They conquered and conquested and, and raped and pillaged and took what they thought they deserved because they felt they were better than. And everywhere they went, they, they left their seed. They left hundreds, thousands of, of offspring. It is estimated that 10 years ago, they did a study. And it was estimated that 3% of the entire male population on the planet, 3% is a direct descendant of Genghis Khan. Wow. And, and this is what I, I wrote about that I'll be releasing. It's that, that energy of that conqueror, that conquest, that DNA is bred through the lineage of men on the planet right now. And they're safe to feel their anger. What we get to do is we get to learn how to express it in new and healthy ways. We get to maintain our ability to create safety for ourselves, for our beloveds, for the feminine, for, for our children, for the planet. And we get to come together as men. We get to come together as brothers and hold space for one another and connect to the primal essence of our masculine male lineage and express that energy in healthy ways. Move it through, through, through somatic work. Move it through primal movement. Move it through like physical contact with other brothers in healthy ways. This is something I do when I run my retreats, when I, when I work with men in person, is literally like getting 
naked and and like wrestling and fighting the way that gladiators would obviously we're not throwing punches at one another but like full like a hundred percent physical exertion like just wrestling each other to the ground that energy gets to be moved in a healthy way and i believe that men that are not on the path of personal development, men that are not looking at their belief systems and how they operate are expressing their anger, are expressing this in very unhealthy ways, or they're suppressing it. They're suppressing it with alcohol. They're suppressing it with, with substances, with, with sex, with pornography. And those that are in the, the spiritual community feel ashamed when they feel it. It's like, oh, there's something wrong with me. I'm not enlightened enough. I'm not, I'm not woke enough. I got angry the other day. I got triggered. There's something wrong with me. Yeah. Neither are wrong. Both of those men in that example are entitled to those experiences. Each one have their own set of, of beliefs, have their own set of traumas and wounds that created the circumstance for them to be where they are, whether they are suppressing it and, and disconnected from who they want to be and how they want to you know, penetrate the planet, or whether they deeply know their, their, their beliefs, their wounds, their, their childhood you know, upbringings. And now they think that there's something wrong because, you know, anger is present. Anger is just an energy. It's chaos energy. Chaos energy exists on the planet. We get to learn to cultivate it. That was the message that came through when I started the last round of the pillar of my men's program. I was struck by lightning in my backyard. Wow. And I, I actually have it filmed. It's on my Instagram account. Um, and I went into a meditation around it afterwards. And I, I asked, I asked my guides, I asked spirit, I said, you know, what was, why was I just struck by lightning? And uh, the message that came through was that, you know, the, the masculine gets to learn to really harness the chaos energy that is on the planet. To, to use it, to utilize it, because it is powerful energy and we need it right now. We, we need that fire, but we need it from a loving place. We need it from an integrated place. Mm. Yeah, wow. There was so much, <laughs> so much in that share. It was amazing. It was just like so beautiful to receive all of that and so much information of what you've observed in, in the way that men are developing during this time and what I was really feeling is like especially you know the institute of new paradigm intimacy is about to hold their first men's container and you're holding a men's container during this time as well and it like you were saying it is like such a big pillar <laughs> to hold um because it's almost as if this whole new like archetype of the man that is going to be the conqueror of this age is being formed during this time. And that's what I was kind of getting curious about. It's like creating these spaces for the healing, for the expression, for the connection, for the education around masculinity and masculine energy that no one ever really received. It was all kind of pushed aside. And then we had the, you know, feminine empowerment movement that is more like the women's aggression. It's almost like the women were feeling this aggression more publicly than men were able to. And 
yeah, there's all this like shadow of the masculine appearing in men and women in the world. Uh, so yeah, I'm curious, like what your perspective is of what, what this, this new male conqueror need or can look like for what we need and what we're moving into now. Yeah. When, when you said the, the new male conqueror originally, I, I wrote down, um, from the conqueror to the alchemist because I actually don't believe that there's anything to conquer. Mm. And I believe that men are still trying to, you know, conquer these things externally. There's, there's no conquest. There's a mission. There's purpose. There is, your life force energy that that is your arrow that is the direction of your life that you get to penetrate the planet with that is what you're creating on the planet that's you know the the um the essence like the the essential oil if you will of of like the distilled masculine essence is our ability to to penetrate through our mission, through our purpose. And for some men, their mission might be, um, you know, being the, the best version of themselves for their community and their family while going to a job that they enjoy that doesn't take energy from them. It, it isn't necessarily, you know, a, a life coach or a healer or, or a motivational speaker, but that gives them purpose. And that, that purpose then allows them to show up, you know, more greatly for their family. And that's their mission for other men that might be, you know, I, I have many friends who are, who have really powerful missions on the planet. There's one brother who's, who's one of my closest, dearest friends and, Presently, his his mission, his purpose is to go in and and speak with you know the the heads of of um, religious organizations and bring the spiritual movement there to really integrate integrate what we have learned listening to the earth, what we have learned listening to our guides, and not separate from. I think if he were holding the energy of conquering, then he would go in and try to prove them wrong. I'm right. My way is better. And that's how it's all been built. There is no better. Right and wrong, better and worse are only based off of our perception of what we believe to be right and wrong. And yes, we can agree on many things the you and I and, and the listeners of, of the podcast and, and our communities, we can agree on many things that we believe are right and many things that we believe are wrong. But I believe intrinsically right and wrong don't exist in the larger scheme of the universe. There's polarity, there's opposites, there's, there's like light and dark feminine and masculine but i believe the ideas of right and wrong stem through the the wounded human experience we'll say the these ideas have have been sparked out of the the way that 
you know, mostly men have shown up on the planet through the evolution of, of human existence. So I believe that the, the next stage of that is the alchemist. You know, there's four archetypes, the, the Jungian uh, perspective of masculinity. There's four archetypes of the masculine. There's the king. The king is the one that, that has the plan. The king is the one with the mission. The king is the one who, who says, this is where we're going. This is my kingdom. And this is what I stand for. There's the warrior. The warrior is the one that is, is holding the arrow, is, is holding the bow that executes the plan that says, I know how we're going to get there. This is, the, this is the route. This is how we're going to stay safe. This is where we're going. This is what we will stand for. This is what we will not stand for. There's the lover that, that inspires and, and muses along the way, that dances, that, that makes love to life and spirit. And then there's the mystic, the mystic, the, the one that has the, the divine channel that is open to bring forth the, the messages of, of great spirit, of, of the earth, of, of his heart and his intuition. And when we bring all of them together, I believe that the alchemist allows for us to bring the parts of each one into the whole that gets to become the embodiment that moves forward on the planet by integrating each one, by understanding each one, we allow ourselves to deepen into a state of, this is my known within each. These are my shadows and these are my gifts. These are my light. How can I alchemize all of them to better the planet? How can I alchemize all of them to better myself, to better my community, to better my loved ones? How can I alchemize my energy? When you talk about the beginning of the call, sublimating your energy, how can I alchemize? How can I, I, I actually create an alchemical process within my body so that I'm not releasing my seed, so that I'm not releasing my life force energy? If I've only ever been used to releasing it, oh, I feel turn on, I feel sexual energy, I feel this charge, this fire in, in my sacral. Okay, I better release it. What happens if we actually alchemize it? What happens if we move it up into our, our stomach, our intestines, our gut? How does that feel? What happens if we move it to our heart? What can we create from there? What happens if we move it up to our throat? How can we sing? How can we speak? How can we write? What happens if we pull it up to our third eye and our crown and, and allow for the intuitive guidance of, of spirit, of Gaia, to, to navigate our, our life, to, to bring wind to our sails? I believe it starts with, as I've shared, knowing yourself, knowing how you respond in the energies of those archetypes for men that are listening to this that have no idea or are saying you know i don't i don't have king energy i don't have lover energy i don't have mystic energy or or whatever it is yeah you do you just are, are unfamiliar with how it's shown up mm. yes and and i know we were kind of touching on this uh before we dropped into recording this today as well around 
how a lot of men just don't feel acknowledged even from women about what their unique mission is to offer to the world and and what they actually bring and so they're not even able to see that in themselves too there's just this as a whole this disconnection in actually being able to see men yeah and i think you know even in in just the phrasing of how you you stated that i believe that that's part of the distortion in in that challenge um i believe that many men and and you 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 phrased it beautifully it's perfect because i do believe that 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 is the energy that many men feel is you know men don't often feel seen in that mission and my question back to them would be why do you need to be seen in it what would happen if you allowed yourself just to become unwavering in your mission so that it didn't matter who validated it who saw it who acknowledged it if your beloved if your partner is testing you if your partner is is um triggering your mission and that is preventing you from actually leaning deeper into the the purpose lean deeper into your mission thank you thank you for that gift thank you for showing me where there's a crack in my consciousness that i can allow myself to to sharpen to to alchemize more deeply if you're in partnership and you're cultivating something if you're if you're building your your business you're you're building your 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 career and your partner doesn't see how you're doing it or they're questioning it or they're uh bringing stuff up and and you're not creating as a result of that what a gift really like it doesn't feel like one but what a gift what a gift to see okay this is this is where i don't fully believe in myself this is where i'm not actually leaning into my mission this is where i can hone maybe my mission isn't fully purpose driven maybe it's not fully aligned yet maybe it's it's not in a place of being deeply embodied or or integrated or maybe there's still room to grow maybe your mission is something entirely different and this trigger is going to show you that it actually isn't in alignment for you to continue down the path that you're creating on what it is and it's also okay if you don't know if you don't know you get to create the space you get to cultivate the space for you to to go into your ritual to go into your prayer to go into your routine to to cultivate energy and and practices in each of those archetypes that allow for the mission to present itself to you we are co-creating this existence the way we live our lives it's not predetermined but it's not just us it's a co-creation with spirit with our guides with 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 god with universal consciousness whatever you want to call it whatever rings true to you and if you allow yourself the space if you develop the the ritual the practice the routine to actually be in the listening be in the inquiry be in the reflection 
then you'll allow for that mission. You'll allow for what wants to come forward to come forward more clearly. You don't always have to know the entire path. You just need to know the first step. And if you don't know, follow your highest excitement. Mm. Yeah, I'm really feeling how this is a big piece that, yeah, a lot of men are feeling disconnected from because of what you mentioned earlier around the survival piece. It's like when we're not doing this purely for survival, where does it come from? And then when men are actually tuning into what that deeper answer is, what can you see? Like it may even be like the energy you see occurs with the men in your spaces that you've led before. What happens when men go deeper with this discovery with themselves? Yeah. I, I, I think there was a question in there. That was like a, a statement with, with a, an ellipsis question. Um, often their whole life changes and there are times when that feels like the most difficult thing ever it is a complete death it is a death of the known it's a death of the relationship it's a death of the career it's a death of the friendship the community the the drive the whatever it is and this is why it's so important to have have containers that can hold that this is why the the work that i do with men i tell them up front i say this this will bring up your shit and and you know, what, what isn't ready to come along with you, you get to either release or it will be released. And it doesn't have to be scary. Firstly, you have brothers that are here to support you. You have men that see you, that, that hold you, that don't hold shame, that can witness you in your process, that can hold you in your tears and your fear and your anguish and your pain, that can embrace you in your shadow and that will hold you high to, to continue stepping one foot in front of the other. You know, the, the men in my program in the first one and, and the second one, what has happened about halfway through is a lot of them have, one of two things have happened, which is really beautiful. A lot of the men who have come into the program like single desiring partnership have gotten so clear about the type of partner that they want have gotten so clear about the energy they want to hold in, in relationship that a partner shown up halfway through it's beautiful i love it and many of them they leave their jobs and that isn't to say that you're going to leave your job if you come and work with me at all i'm not saying you know you're you're going to get fired or you're going to quit your job a lot of them are still in their jobs but they come to this realization of, oh, this isn't actually supporting myself. It doesn't have to support the mission right now. The mission will come, the mission will present itself, but this isn't supporting my, my health. This isn't supporting my relationship. This isn't supporting my nervous system. And I don't know what will, but I trust that if I release it, what will will present itself. Hmm. 
Yeah, beautiful. And <laughs> yeah, amazing, amazing. I'm just so, yeah, I'm feeling so excited about what's coming through in these spaces and knowing, yeah, that the timing is syncing up with with the work of sexuality that we're going to be taking men through as well. It's, yeah, it's amazing that there gets to be these spaces for men to step into and, and what was coming through for me then in that to kind of wrap this up as well as for you to even share what your real big mission and purpose in all of this is. Yeah. Um, presently and it's growing every day, but presently my, my highest joy and my, my mission is first on the forefront is supporting men in stepping into their masculine purpose, stepping into their um, sexuality, their emotional mastery, to come into the alignment of their desires and what they wish to cultivate in this life by guiding them through the process of, of knowing themselves and and working through the obstacles and challenges that stand in the way. And I'm doing that through the work in my program called The Pillar, themasculinepillar.com, um, where I am uh, in the process of taking applications for the third one, which will begin in the fall. It's a three-month group coaching container for men, and I'm so excited about it, and I love all of the brothers that are in it and the growth that they're doing. I'm also a healer and, and an intuit, and I work with individuals in, in healing sessions where I will connect to your, your spirit guides and, and your energy body and, and see what is ready to move around the collective consciousness and how your energy, how your nervous system, how your auric field is responding to the energetic field around you and really hone in on that that energetic frequency, that signature that I was talking about earlier. And then creating, creating sacred spaces, creating sacred spaces for ritual, presently digitally, um, through different uh, group, group platforms where we'll come together and, and we'll go into ritual together and, and invocations and, and speak about these topics that I'm talking about, really just allow allow you know my my channel to to have a space to express with with what i'm witnessing what i'm seeing what i'm digesting and in person in person uh experiences and ceremony and ritual and, and retreats and workshops with with brothers i have one coming up at the end of august here in austin texas um that i have a few spaces available if anybody's interested but really just the in-person stuff brings me so much joy because really to, to be in, in each other's energy field and to go through transformational process in, in sacred ceremony and ritual is the most powerful thing. You can come into a container. I've seen it. I've held the space. I've, I've gone into it many times. You come into a container for two days and your life changes and you come out of it. And you don't recognize yourself and everything's different. That's what I love mm. because you actually do recognize yourself. It's the purest version of yourself that you've ever seen. You go back to the, the innocence of, of, of your soul, of, of who you get to be. 
So that is presently my mission. My, my driving force is, is that, is my group program, the pillar, is my, my healing work, um, and then my, my in-person work and, and my digital sacred spaces that I'm creating. Amazing, amazing. Oh, that makes me so happy to hear that there's so many beautiful offerings and ways that people can access your work across the board and yeah, just feeling the, the gratitude that we get to deliver this and, and be of service at a time where so many people really need your work. So thank you. Thank you so much for being on here and for sharing your wisdom and for all the work that you do. Of course. Yeah. And I'll just share for, for those of you listening, um, the pillar, you can read more about it at the masculinepillar.com. Uh, you can find my personal uh, work or you can apply for one-on-one work or healing sessions with me on my personal website, matthewaris.com. Uh, and on Instagram, I'm at the healing mat. Amazing. And we will link all of those into the episode notes as well. So people can check you out there. We will wrap up the chat and yeah. Is there any other final closing words that you feel really called to share that we can maybe even for uh, any of the listeners that kind of want to explore anything that's been brought up today, maybe any resources you would recommend or um pieces that they continue continue to explore resources um a lot of a lot of what i spoke about i've been writing about in more depth so my invitation with that is go to my website and sign up for my email list and and you'll be receiving what i've been writing and channeling through um what i will share be gentle with yourself Go easy with yourself. Regulate your nervous system. It is imperative right now to mm. your to your survival. Regulate your nervous system. Meditate. Be in your self-pleasure practice. Nourish your body. Give yourself like ample space to rest. And allow yourself to come into a deeper state of, of knowing your energy and, and regulating your energy so that you can be really supporting the growth of the planet right now as a whole. Mm. Amazing. Amazing. That message really lands for me as well. So Mm. thank you so much, Matthew. It was such an honor to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to today's orgasmic episode. Remember to subscribe and leave a review letting us know how this landed in your body. The Institute of New Paradigm Intimacy is now open for August intake. If you feel the pull to become a conscious, integrated sexuality leader, apply through the show notes.